Hello and thank you for joining us for uh, this time in the Word. Just a short time of teaching so that we can get a hold of some things that the Scriptures have for us. Now, in the last few days, because I do these daily, uh, we've been talking about uh, what Jesus has done for us, uh, what His blood has done to cleanse us from sin. Now, I mentioned sin there because a lot of Christians feel like they're under the weight and the guilt of sin all the time. They always feel like sin is an issue between them and God. And sometimes we're hearing that preached at us all the time. So I've, I want to show you, and I have been showing you the New Testament reality uh, as that Jesus fixed the sin problem and his blood washes and cleanses. Now, these might be basic foundational truths, but I think these days we almost need to hear some of these foundational truths again because of some of what's been preached in the church. And we need to get a hold of the reality and the power of the blood of Jesus and the power of the cross and what he did. So we've spent a few days talking about he washed us, he cleansed us. And not only did he wash the sin away and take the sin away, but we saw yesterday that he washes our conscience, that inner awareness, and he brings us to a place of being whole on the inside. Now, if you're carrying around guilt and you're feeling like there's a problem, then that's not wholeness on the inside. But the blood and the cross bring us to a place of completeness inside. Now, today I'm going to build on that. And I'm going to talk about the effect that this has on our relationship with God and our ability to relate to God and, and, and the truths that the New Testament lay down on how we can relate to God and how God feels toward me. See, sometimes people think God's angry at them or God's upset with them. I know Christians who almost live their entire Christian lives under a constant a fear of, of, of God being upset with them and a constant, almost like he's got issues with them and they feel like they've upset him. Let's look at the, at, the, at the New Testament. Let's look at the reality of the cross and begin to understand the power of these truths. Because I want you to know that God has settled the differences between us and, 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 and he has brought us into a place of a healthy relationship with him. And if you understand that and get a hold of that, and now you can walk out that relationship and know what it is like to actually have a close personal relationship with God. Let's look here in Colossians chapter 1. Now, in order to grow a healthy Christian life, you need to understand these truths. You need to be grounded in these because these truths do not just affect you the day you become a Christian and then all these truths get forgotten and now we go back to being in, in a problem, problem relationship with God. These truths should affect us every day of our Christian life. Living in the reality of what it is to be cleansed, living with our faith and our confidence in the blood of Jesus, in the cross, and understanding what it is and what Jesus has done for us and how we can walk that out and the beauty of what he's done. Colossians chapter 1 says this, uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 19, so it says, for it pleased the Father. Now, I'm just going to pause on that for a moment. Pleased the Father. You know that many people, almost all they can think about when they think about God is an angry God. All they can think about, I think sometimes when people picture God, they almost picture him with a constant frown on his face. Like he's, I'm going to get them for what they've done. 
And they have no idea what it is to picture a God with a smile on his face and a God who's pleased because we are, we've been preached under an angry God and a judgmental God. Now, I'm not saying judgment and mess is, there's not an application that, to that truth in the Bible. But if that is all you hear and you are hearing it all the time, then it can get you into error. We need to understand the power of the cross and the power of the blood of Jesus. And new Christians, if you've just received Jesus, what I'm going to cover today is very foundational for you. And it'll help you get on the right path in your walk with God. So it talks about the father is pleased. He's got a smile on his face. He's happy about some things. And then right after that, it talks about our relationship and the standing of things between me and the Father. Because I've been washed from sin, because I've been cleansed, what effect has this had on my relationship with God? Well, let's see what he says. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20 says this. And when it uses the word by him, it's talking about by Jesus. It's talking about what Jesus has done. So him here, by him, is by Jesus, by Christ, by cross. So verse 20 says, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, it repeats it again, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Now, I'll come to the next phrase in a, in a moment, but just get it, just hear that truth. It's easy sometimes to read truths and skip over them and not let them really sink in. It says here, he reconciled, the father reconciled all things to himself by him, by Jesus. Now, reconciliation is, a, it, 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 it's talking about relationship, relationship here. It's talking about where things stand between me and God. Is God at odds with me? Is God upset with me? Are there issues between me and God? Well, let's see verse 21. 20, verse 21 talks about how things were before you received Jesus. So this is not talking about how things are now that you're a Christian. It's highlighting what it was like before you were a Christian. Let's see what verse 21 says. And it says, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, alienated and enemies. And you'll see this concept in the, in, 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 in the New Testament as well. And it's talking about before Jesus. Before we received Christ, there was issue between us and God. We, we, we were alienated and separated. And even to the point the Bible refers to us as enemies. You see, when two people are enemies, there's problems between them. They can't get on. There's friction between them. And, and, and that's what it was like before the cross. But verse 21, after saying alienated and enemies, it, re it re-emphasizes the truth of reconciliation. It says, you, you once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now, now, in other words, now that you've received Jesus, yet now he has reconciled. Reconciliation talks about the settling of differences. It talks about the restoration of a healthy relationship. When two people have been f fighting, they've been upset with each other, even a couple, married couple, you know, they have an argument that no one wants to talk to each other anymore. And, and there's this friction and the issues and there's problems between them. Well, when, when they reconcile, it means they settle the differences. It means that the relationship is brought back into a healthy standing and, it, and differences are no longer hanging in the air between them. 
See, if the differences are still hanging, then they haven't really been reconciled. Reconciliation talks about the bringing back together and the restoring healthy relationship and the settling of differences. This is what Jesus has done for you. If you have received Jesus, you have been brought back into a state of being reconciled. And God is not in a place where he's holding differences toward you. If he was, then you're not reconciled. Either we're reconciled or we're not. We can't say, well, I'm reconciled, but he still has problems and there's problems in the relationship. That means you're not reconciled. (laughs) See, we need to let this truth settle in. God says we've been reconciled. Why? By him, by what Jesus did. Put your confidence in what Jesus did, not what you've done. When you, believe, when you have your confidence in the cross and in the blood of Jesus, you can understand the, the reconciliation of the relationship. And, and, and that we have been restored back into healthy relationship. And you'll see over and over again, the New Testament talks about reconciled. Now, I'm going to give you another truth in a moment that's going to add on top of this. But let me just read for you Romans 5, verse 20. It says, for if when we were enemies, notice were enemies, past tense. And it's still talking about that, that state where before Christ, things were not between us. There was problems in the relationship between me and God. It says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. See, God has brought us into the place of being reconciled. Now, many Christians, this is not the reality of this is not hit home. And this is why 10 years, 15 years, 20 years into their relationship with God, they're still stuck on the fact that feeling God's angry, feeling like there's issues between them, feeling like something's not quite right. We have not got a hold of the fact and the truth of reconciliation. Now, let's build on this. I want to I read something back from our original verse, Colossians, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, right after talking about being reconciled, Colossians 1.20, let me read it for you again. It says this, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Now, that's as far as we read the previous time. Let me read you the next phrase. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. Having made peace. Now, you'll see the word peace is used a lot in the New Testament. And, and, and sometimes we don't realize that peace can refer to different things. See, you can have peace, a nice feeling of peace on the inside. And that's a wonderful thing. There's scriptures that talk about that. You can have peace in your circumstances. You know, if you've got a, a, a storm raging outside and you wouldn't say, oh, look how peaceful it is out there. So you can have peace on the outside or you can have a feeling of peace on the inside. But, but that's not what these verses, this verse is talking about. It's not talking about, it doesn't say God gave you peace. It said he made peace. Now that word made peace has got to do with the restoration of relationship. This is talking about peace in the relationship. It's not just saying God gave you peace, a feeling of peace. Uh, It's talking about, it's connected to this concept of being reconciled. Now you see, when you've got, when you've got, let's say, let's talk about two countries that are in conflict with each other and they are at war and they're enemies. Okay. And when they're in conflict, you wouldn't call that peacetime. 
They're at war. There's a difference between being at war and being at peace. Now, if two countries have had a conflict and they've been at, at war with each other, and there's been fighting and there's been issues and there's been disagreement and the one country feels like the other country's done something wrong. You see, this is how many people feel things are between them and God. They feel they're still at war and at odds. But you see, when two countries have been at war and they sign a peace treaty, they make peace. That's talking about peace relationship between them. How is the standing between those two countries now? Are they at war? No, they are at peace with each other. And you see the same thing, the same thing in a relationship. You can have two people that are fighting. They, they don't get on. They're enemies. They're struggling. There's conflict between them. One is upset with the other about something else. And then they reconcile and they settle differences. Now, the, the consequence of being reconciled is that the relationship is now at peace. They can sit next to each other. They can smile. They can be happy with being together because they know that there is peace between them. Many Christians do not have much understanding of what it is to be at peace with God. They think they're at conflict with God all the time, and they feel like God has still got issues with them. So the reality of this truth says that he has made peace through the blood of the cross. This is the power of what the blood of Jesus did. It washes you from sin. It cleanses you from sin. It washes away the guilty conscience on the inside and it cleanses you inside and makes you whole. Now, the effect of that, the effect of that cleansing means that the differences between me and God are settled. Our relationship is reconciled. and We are brought into a place of being at peace with each other. From God's perspective, we're at peace. Let me read for you Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. It says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, I might cover that phrase later on. Right now I'm looking at the other phrase. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. It doesn't just say we have peace and we have a nice feeling of peace. It says we have peace with God. This again is talking about the peace between us, the restoration of the relationship. I've heard people preach this verse as if it's talking about a feeling of peace in my life in this verse. It's not. Here, it's talking about peace between me and God. I'm at peace with him. And if, and if there's peace, if I'm at peace with God, that also means he's at peace with me. That means God's not sitting up in heaven thinking about how angry he is at you. He's not sitting up in heaven thinking about all the differences between you. He is thinking, he is sitting up in heaven knowing that if you have received the blood of the cross and the blood of Jesus and your sins have been washed away because of the cross, he is up there knowing you're at peace with him and he's at peace with you. And this is a reality. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The reality of this needs to set up your relationship. Some Christians, all they can ever think about is the problems between them and God. They, they spend their whole prayer time acting and talking like there's issues between them and God. They don't know what it is to come into a place of reconciliation and peace with him. And to be able to come into his presence knowing that when I go in, there's a smile on his face. It, it pleased the Father. They go to God's presence thinking God's got walls up toward them. If somebody has got walls up toward you in a relationship, then you're not at peace and you're not reconciled. God doesn't have a whole lot of walls up toward you. The blood of the cross fixed the problem. 
And we need the reality of that to sink into the truth, into the church and into individual believers' life and to know we have peace with God. And build on top of this truth tomorrow. We're going to look at what, what effect does this have on our relationship now that I'm at peace with him. And, I, and in fact, we, we, we're shown one of the things in Romans chapter 5 and verse 2. After telling us we have peace with God, verse 2 says this, through whom also we have access by faith. I'm going to talk about some of the things, what it is to have access to God and access to his presence. Why? Why do I have access? Because I'm at peace with him. I can go into his presence knowing what it is to have a healthy, restored, reconciled relationship that is at peace with no odds and no differences and no conflict between us. Because of me? No, because of the blood of the cross. I encourage you to settle and get this truth settled into you today. I'm going to finish now. But I want to also ask you to share this with your friends. If you've got Christians, especially baby Christians, especially young Christians, especially Christians who've not been in places where they've heard a lot of the truth and they're being preached under the anger of God, they need to hear these messages. God has instructed me. God has led me to go back to the very foundations and the very core, to go back to the milk of Christianity and to start feeding people that milk because these truths are not known and they are not established in the lives of many Christians. That's why I'm going right back to the basics, because I believe the Spirit of God has led me to do this. Because there is a multitude of young baby Christians who do not know these truths. They are not hearing them preached. We somewhere along the line, we have forgotten these truths as a church. There are pulpits right across the land that are not preaching these basic foundational truths of Christianity. And they are not feeding the babies the milk of the word. They are bringing people into Christianity and then preaching them back under the anger and judgment of God. And that is a problem. And I want to encourage you to share to get these truths into the hand of young baby Christians. Help me with this. And help them see the power and the reality of what Jesus has done. And let's begin to understand what it is to be at peace with God. And have a healthy, restored relationship where all the differences have been settled. Now we're going to build. We're going to keep talking. I've got other things to talk about. But grab these truths one thing at a time. And let's get the foundations properly built and established the way they should be built. I'm not trying to rebuild the foundations in a sense. I'm not coming in here with a new foundation, but we need to get a hold of what the reality of the, the foundational truths of Christianity are. Get so established on them. These need to be the strength of the perspective that we live our whole Christian life from. We shouldn't be undermining and ripping up the foundation and changing it into something else. What Jesus did at the cross meant something. What his blood did meant something. And it has brought me into healthy relationship. And I can live my Christian life with, a, with, a, with an awareness of what it is to know a God who has a smile on his face when he looks at me. Not an angry scrowl on his face when he looks at me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, that you have made peace with us through the cross. And you have reconciled us and settled differences between us. And you have brought us into a place where there is peace in the relationship. And I give you the glory and I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood of the cross and the power and the reality of what it has done. And this can affect my Christian life every single day of my Christian life. As I get established in these truths. And this is for your glory. And I pray you for this and I thank you what you have done for me. 
through the blood of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.